Hey friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother Podcast, the podcast created to help you awaken, heal, and connect to your truth and your desires as you journey home to you in the midst of motherhood. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach and Reiki healer, creator of The Awoken Woman and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat just as if we are on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth on all things motherhood and womanhood to guide your journey home with a friendly and healing vibe. Our time is now. Let's go. Hey friends, welcome back to this week's episode of the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I am thankful that you're here with me again this week and continuing this journey in motherhood with me. It makes it feel a little less scary to do this alone, to face all of the ups and downs and the joys and moments of tears in motherhood, but especially in midlife motherhood, knowing that someone out there is listening and we're in this together. And even if we are not in the same space and if we don't get to give each other a hug in this moment in support that we know that there are others out there going through this stage of motherhood just like us. And I think that helps along the way. So as I sat down to think about what I wanted to chat with you about this week on the episode and how I wanted to tie it into my 52-week journey until my oldest daughter goes off to college, I was hit with the thought about how we got here with our oldest daughter looking at a college or multiple colleges in Florida while we live in Pennsylvania And it took me back to my college days, or I should say my high school years, and how it unfolded that I stayed very close to home for college, and ultimately how that plays into the bittersweet moments and the ups and downs of riding this wave with her as I am becoming the first mother, the first generation on, gosh, I think both sides of my parents' family to watch and encourage and support (laughs) their child going at a distance for their college years and moving away. And I just think that you may also be in that same place. You might be the one breaking the generational patterns that possibly have held you back or, you know, were things that you always thought about wanting to give to your child but didn't think much about why you wanted to encourage them to see the world or go far away to college or do things differently than you did. 
So this episode's going to be just about that, about how we get to these moments of looking at our family patterns and sometimes knowing that we want differently for our children, but that we also want it to be up to them. So of course, in all situations, it takes that that child, in our case, our oldest daughter, had the desire to look into moving away and going far away. And I'm going to start backing up a little bit and chatting about my childhood and how it came to be that I stayed very close to home and how that played out with me throughout my life and how it played into me encouraging our daughters when they were young to see the world and go and do what lit their heart on fire, not worrying about me. Even if right now (laughs) I have a little bit of a, I wish I could take those words back because I just want to keep them here longer. But I think that's normal and just an obvious for all of us, right? We want our kids to be here forever. But the truth is that when we have our children and their babies and they start growing up, Our goal, our role is to support and encourage and love and foster this independence that they are strong enough that they can go and fly into the next chapter without us holding their hands, but still being there to support them as we always will be. Okay, enough off on a tangent. Let's get back to the beginning. So my family for a quick snapshot, is I have one sister and my mom and dad. They live all within 10 to 15 minutes of my current house. I have never, ever lived, even when I went to college, more than, say, 25 minutes from my parents. That meant we also never lived further than 25 minutes from my husband's parents And I never lived further than 30 minutes from my grandparents. Either my dad set lived next door to us growing up and my mom set lived about 30 minutes away. My um, sister went away to college over a few hours away within the same state, but did that for a year and then transferred to a college closer to home. And it is just the two of us on... um, in our family. On my dad's side, there are two cousins, and they also stayed close to the proximity of parents and home. And same goes for my mom's side. So here I am, a woman who at 42 has never lived further than 30 minutes from home. And I feel like if we could go back 100 years, of course, this would be the norm. And, you know, even when we had our daughters, my husband and I both grew up next door to one set of grandparents. And we held it with, you know, a really influential part of our life that we wanted to have our daughters and stay close to our parents so that our daughters would have their grandparents nearby for out throughout the majority of their their life until they would go off to college. And somewhere along the line, I remember, you know, I definitely remember 
as a senior wanting to go to the college my husband went to, which was University of Delaware, about hour and a half, two hours from home here in Pennsylvania. Now, his sister did go about, I think, three hours from home. And then when she had graduated undergrad, after working locally for a year or so, she proceeded to move to Chicago. So my in-laws have a little bit of experience with one child going away for a distance uh, for one part of college. And she was a little bit older and maybe around like 23-ish or so. But anyway, my husband went hour and a half, two hours away. I went 15 minutes down the road <laughs> to a local all-women's college at that point that was starting to integrate having men on campus. I wanted to go to Delaware where my husband went. My parents interceded and said I could not go where my boyfriend currently at that time was attending college. And um, so be it. We didn't go to college together. I never got out of the area that we live in. When I was graduating, I contemplated moving to New York City for graduate school with my husband, and we ultimately decided that our wedding would be in six months after graduation, and that if we had already been together, you know, seven years, that there was a chance we would decide to start a family sooner than later, and did we really want to raise our children in New York City? So again, we opted to stay local for our daughters to have their grandparents and their um, aunts nearby and as a major part of their lives growing up. But there was always something inside of me that had this burning desire to just experience the world and to move to different places. And so when my girls were young, I encouraged them and would say things like travel the world or when you go off to college go where you want to go go do what lights your heart on fire don't do just what school is telling you is the right thing to do or don't take up the career that dad or I did just because that seems like a logical thing to do do what you enjoy what you love where you feel like you're lit up and your heart's on fire and as I shared last week, the funny thing about that is that looking back, I think I was envisioning that they would go away to maybe Italy or Paris or somewhere for a semester. And I remember I was a twirling instructor and I had um, a girl on our team who did that in college. And that was what I was thinking would happen, that they'd go to college local and they would go away for a semester. And so here we are today, um, now 51 weeks away from where we would likely be moving our oldest into college in Florida, and we are faced with a very large distance between us in a year. And I've been thinking so much about those patterns and how these patterns are passed down and how these patterns, even at times when we think they seem logical and that, you know, we want to continue the cycle of living next door to grandparents or having all of our family within, you know, just say 15, 30 miles, that those are actually sometimes patterns that 
hold us back. And maybe we weren't able to see that at that time. But then when we have our own children and we start to wish for the world for them, we notice that the patterns were holding us back or that maybe here in our 30s and 50s, of course, we love that you know, our kids always had their grandparents nearby, but that we never did anything crazy, exciting, moved away, experienced and saw a new area. And that is what's coming up for me as a mom here, as we face our daughter looking to move away for college. And then even our second daughter, she would love to just move to Nashville right away after her sister goes to college and we keep telling her we have to you know just see how things fall and how when we would actually be able to make that shift and move and if not with you know her my husband and I that then she would go alone for college if she would still wish to do so but um you know for me these patterns came because there was a cycle and we get so used to the cycle. We get used to thinking that the only normal pattern is just to continue it, to stay close to home. And I also believe that there's a lot of wounds or um, negatives of these cycles that we don't allow our children to really lean into what they wish for, where they want to go, and instead they continue the cycle and get stuck in this feeling of having to stay close to home or, um, you know, at least nearby or not. And then and, and they do it so that they don't hurt our feelings. And I know that is something that for me, when I stayed close to home, there was very much a feeling of, I don't want to let my family down and move away. They need me. Um, my gosh, I think I believed that they would not survive if I didn't stay close by. I held a lot of responsibility. And so all of that played a part on keeping me here. And I never wanted my daughters bound by those chains. So that would be why I was this proponent of going where your heart leads you as you grow older and get towards college and moving away would also be why I am on a bittersweet journey of ups and downs as I navigate this as the mom because I'm the first one to really look at that cycle and those patterns and say that's not their responsibility to make sure that I'm not sitting here crying because they moved so far away. It's not their responsibility to take care of me or feel sad because I'm sad. And of course, as a side note, we are going to have emotional highs and emotional lows during the next year. But the one thing I said to my oldest who caught me crying last week about this was that it is going to be different. It's going to be hard. It makes me sad thinking about it, that it's a year out, but that it's also exciting and that it is also something I'm looking forward to seeing her evolve into, even though there's sadness that's connected. And so I feel that I wanted this episode to really 
bring our listeners, bring all of you into what it feels like to break family patterns, where that sadness comes up, where the, you know, guilt comes up. And maybe we didn't get to do that for ourselves. And so we encourage our children. Or maybe we are at a point in our own lives where we still have the ability to break these family patterns. And oftentimes I say to my daughters, if I am a chain breaker in my family pattern, in my ancestral healing, then they are part of the chain breaker as well because I needed them to almost guide and show me what I wanted for them and it helped me heal as a child, heal as a mother, and know how I wanted to show up each and every day. And it didn't always happen. These are things that I've really concentrated on in the last couple of years, especially the last year I've had a whirlwind lesson on healing and motherhood and navigating wounds and everything. But, um, you know, how are we showing up in the family cycle? Are we giving our children the room to explore who they are what they want to do. And as I say this, I get this vision of like, not only does this happen in the cycle of moving away or where you go to college or, you know, um, what job you take or career, but even for younger kids, where does this show up? And what comes to mind is sports. Like if dad was a hockey player, then is the son automatically feeling that cycle? of following in dad's footsteps. And if the mother was always a caregiver and took care of her mom or her grandma or whatnot, does the younger daughter see that and not just want to mimic it because it's, you know, she loves her family, but because she feels obligation to do so. And I no, because I was there. Sometimes it was filled with just, I want to be that person because it's who I am and I love taking care of people. And sometimes it was also filled with obligation and sadness and worry and anxiety. And if you are looking to break those family patterns that have impacted you, you're going to need to do a few things. And I invite you to first sit with these thoughts. Who are you protecting? Who are you afraid of hurting? Are you listening to that voice inside? And what's behind my fears? whether that's the fear of moving away or the fear of your, you know, your child moving away or the fear of you moving away. What's behind your fears? What's behind your fear if your child chooses a different path than you did? And as we look at these questions, then sit and think, you know, am I protecting my heart Or am I protecting my child by not letting them explore an avenue that is different than the one I was raised in and 
compelled to continue as a pattern in our family? And what are my fears about that breaking of the pattern? Am I afraid that if they go away to college, we're not going to have a close relationship? Am I afraid that, you know, something will happen and they'll need me? Am I afraid that I'm going to be hurting so much that I'm going to need them? And are my actions, are these thoughts, how am I wording them? Am I expressing them to my child? And how are they holding my child back? How are they holding me back? You. I guarantee you that my thoughts and actions were holding both my daughter and I back. That while she was still rearing to go and would have moved, whether it was college or just moving away to a beach, it was still the point that, um, for me, my actions were actually holding back a relationship that was even deeper with my daughter. Because my fears, my anxieties, my control was coming in between us. And this is what we find when we start to break these family patterns that are often set out in deep love and care that they end up holding back our child and it it feels so strange to break them and it does take a chain breaker to say like but I want to live like this and this doesn't feel right so I'm going to explore this but we are holding ourselves back, our children back, and by not allowing them to just explore who they are and what they want to do and where they want to go without setting these expectations on who they have to be and how they have to show up and who they are to, the, to you, to the family, because the most important relationship is who they are to themselves and what their heart wants. And so, as I said, this episode really was just about explaining how I got to this point of the ups and downs of the bittersweet journey of our daughter getting to the point where she's going to be moving over a thousand miles away. And it doesn't really matter if it was five hours, 10 hours, two hours. It's going to be bittersweet for all of us moms and dads as we see our seniors off. But I thought it was really important to do one of the first episodes in this long year, which is going to feel like I blinked, but to do one of these first episodes on what it feels like to break these family patterns, what comes up. And I can tell you that last week, as we are in the midst of the one-year countdown, and I was thinking about it, what it brought up was a lot of tears, a lot of deep, gut-wrenching, emotional tears, sobbing. I said to my husband, I don't think I cried like that since my grandparents died and my dog died last year. It felt heartbreaking. But I also said to my therapist yesterday 
that it felt like it was healthy to sit in it and feel it. Feel all the emotions that come up with this time period. Feel all the emotions that come up with being someone who breaks that pattern and that the new pattern is healthier. Because while I would love to keep my daughter small and I would love to just keep her here with us, it is the journey of life to let her grow up and let my other daughter grow up and grow their wings and take off and fly to new destinations and know that home, that this home where her and her sister and my husband and I are is always here and it's always in our heart and that it's always there to support her but that we broke that pattern of feeling held back because we were worried about others versus tuning into ourselves and going in the direction that our heart led us. And I do believe that our generation are many of the chain breakers that are starting to notice, okay, I wanted to do this. I didn't get to do this. Maybe I should, you know, make sure as a mom, as a dad, you know, but make sure as the mom that I really focus on encouraging my daughter to explore and live her life on her terms, even though that's going to come with sadness. Because what I'm learning is it doesn't matter if we break the chains or we don't break the chains. It The pattern, no matter what, when she goes to college, my heart's going to hurt. And wouldn't I rather her go off to college with just more enthusiasm, less worry about how things are at home, and taking care of what her heart wants versus what my heart is feeling in that day. And so feel it all, my friends. And lean into what you see as patterns in your childhood into adulthood and how you're showing up in those patterns as a mom and how you can heal them and sit in them and feel what they bring up and utilize all that you learn to help your daughter break into her own pattern instead of solely the family pattern that has gone on and on and on for years unconsciously. If you want to chat about this, you have questions, you want to learn more, please, please reach out. I do, as the summer comes to a close, I am going to be announcing some exciting ways to find this support and connect. And I cannot wait to do that, but I am waiting until the summer is over and getting a few more things in place. But if you have questions before then, please reach out to me. My contact is in the show notes, but you can reach me on Instagram at Angie Lynn Schaefer or at email, which is Angie at Angie But like I said, the links are in the show notes and I do hope to have you back here next week for an episode on regret. All right, friends, I'll talk to you then. Thanks.
friends. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Intuitive Mother Podcast. I am so deeply grateful for each and every one of you that has listened in, whether it's your 50th episode or first episode. You taking the time to share this sacred space with me means the world to me and warms my heart. I would love to hear from each and every one of you about what interviews you loved and what you want to hear more of. Drop me a line at Angie at AngieShaper.com. On my website, you can also learn more about the programs that I'm offering and the coaching and healings that are also available for each one of you as you journey home to your sacred self. I am thankful for you spending your time with me and I cannot wait to share another episode with you next week. Have a great day.